0: All right, welcome to the Lakers SVM postgame show. After another heartbreaking loss, the Lakers fall to the Sacramento Kings on a clear path, take foul with Rashawn Holmes going to the line and then it being sealed at the end by, I believe, Trey Lyles. I don't even know what to say anymore. This is like the, I believe my count, the 11th loss that they've had because of the fourth quarter and down the stretch offense, and it's frustrating as hell. It feels like I'm watching. I don't watch movies, but it feels like it's the exact same movie every single time. We have a pretty good in the flow game. Sacramento Kings, just you know, in context, no Demontis Sabonis tonight. They're all likely all star. Um, got a break on that. Lakers go up by fourteen early in the ball game. Uh, Looks like the offense is flowing pretty well. LeBron starts off hot. Jumpers going. And then Russ comes in and uh does his job pretty well breaking down the defense and finding winning Gabriel. And then you get to the second half, you know that, you know, end of second quarter, uh Russell Westbrook starts to isolate and take some, you know, questionable shots. Again, played a good pretty first half before that. And then the Kings, I believe, cut it. I believe go up they go up by one and a half and then the third quarter. The Lakers are obviously uh Bad in the fourth quarter. Went and checked the numbers today. The Lakers are the worst third quarter team in the league. Uh, right next to them is actually Detroit. They're a negative 10 point, I have it in my notes here. They're a negative 10.6, 10. 10.9 10. net rating coming into tonight. I believe they lost the fourth quarter. They lost the third quarter again. Uh, I don't know if it's coaching, if it's the other team adjust. I think it's a totality of that. I think uh, it's Darvin Ham's want and propensity to go small. Um, You could tell that that's something that he really uh, wants to emphasize. That's something that when things get tough, it's the thing that he that's his crutch is to go small. Um, And this is where we are. Uh, Anthony, if you're up here, you know, intervene at at any time. It's just uh, these are, these are tough. Uh, These are tough to come in and try to explain afterward.
1: I mean, it's it's everything you mentioned, right? It's what you talked about with the coaching. It's I, you mentioned teams adjusting to the Lakers. Like, I I think it's more the Lakers refusing to adjust. Um, you know, you mentioned Darwin insisting on going small. Um, I, I think uh, this game was a game that I think the Lakers could have benched Russ down the stretch of. I I, I thought he was trying to do a little too much um even that was never happening though right that was no sure Mm -hmm. but fine but like that's kind of what we're talking about though right like that refusal to adjust and and the refusal to you know acknowledge the situation um if you are going to play russ then doing anything whatsoever that involves both lebron and russ in the same in the same part of the play feels like something you could try doing like maybe just give it a go once uh you know anything then other than this your turn my turn thing that just devolves into lebron dribbling the ball above the break or russ dribbling the ball above the break for 17 seconds and then just like firing up a shot with you know three or so seconds raj they were down by five with like a minute and 30 to go and they kept shooting the ball with like three seconds left on the shot clock they were they were they were playing as if they were up I didn't know if they knew the score.
0: (laughs) I think it was wild. So you could watch a game in game. I don't remember what game the Indiana game was. I think it was like game fifteen or something. I've lost track going back and rewatching. But you could watch that offense. You could watch the offense tonight. It's the exact same. You can plug, you know, whoever you want. And the thing is, like again, we're in like game fifty something, whatever the count is, or I'm not even sure. Like this is stuff that I would hope to be adjusted by now. Like Russ and Bronze game are pretty decided, especially down the stretch. It's very clear what we kind of want to do. But Anthony, out of a timeout, we came out of a timeout. It led to two I don't even remember this play, but like it led to two rust mid-range pull-ups. Do you remember that?
1: Out of a Yeah, timeout, one of them was an air ball. The yeah. other one went like he, he shot the ball three times in that position, hit the rim once. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. And so the play actually started with so it was actually, you know, it got swung to I believe Max Christie. He ran a little ball screen and obviously Max Christie, you know, in the crunch time, he's not going to call his own play Ball goes back to Russ, and he comes in, isolates, and shoots a mid-range pull-up. I just would like it. We've been asking for more structure, and I shared a play up here. I don't know if you guys can kind of see that, but it was a, a Russ-LeBron, like, screen and roll. And, Anthony, we run this play, like, one or twice, once or twice a game only. And it doesn't have to be Russ. It's just, like, I would like something other than let's clear the side, right, for LeBron, because teams just load up on that. And I'd love to see, like, because we went small, and I was saying in the Slack, we went small and didn't get the defense or offensive advantage of that i didn't really understand pulling Wenning gabriel there I, I forgot who we pulled him for if it was patrick beverly um or none or one of those guys but we we pulled him for we pulled out winning gabriel we put lebron at center i think anthony if you have lebron at center like use him as like a super center right like use him as a screener let him go get downhill a little bit just kind of mix up your offense and we have LeBron at center and still running like wing possessions for him. And teams just load up. It's too easy. Uh, down the stretch, again, it's like the same movie you watch over and over again. And like Russ is the one giving the post-entry pass. His defender leaves him. And you saw one play where like Russ threw the entry pass and then uh, like kicked it out to uh, kicked it out to Russ, kick, gave it back to LeBron. And LeBron's like, all right, here, like, you know, we have no other option here. And I think Russ made that one. But it's just – it's – I don't know, Anthony. I it's like this is like well, this is like the 12 game we've seen that they've blown this way.
1: I, I don't think I don't think LeBron is ever gonna be comfortable being the screener down the stretch of games, right? He's played sure. twenty something years in, in the season and he's done he's had a ton of success, you know, manning the offense at the top of the key. And if that is going to be the case, if that is going to be the offense, then try to optimize it. Like right. Troy Brown just be like barely saw the court in the fourth quarter. I thought he was playing fine. You know, mm-hmm. Um you, you, you still have like Max Christie, you still have Kendrick Nunn. If you're out there, if you're interested in just putting out as much shooting as you can possibly Patrick Beverly is technically a shooter, right? Mm-hmm. But like, if you're, if you're going to do the, if you're going to play the LeBron offense down the stretch of the game, you can't have Russ out there. You can't cause he's going to, he's actively detrimental to that offense. When he doesn't have the ball, he's going to, you know, allow that other defender to just kind of roam and go wherever that defender wants because it doesn't matter, right? We saw there was a play uh, – it, it's funny. I tweeted out I would like to see Brown either for Beverly or Russ in this mm-hmm. position, and and the reason for that was because I thought you would get – you know, because of the way that they were guarding LeBron, and LeBron I thought was doing whatever he could to get uh, hurt or matched up against him – and then that would force a double, and then he was doing a pretty good job of making the pass that leads to an open corner three or a swing, swing three. And on one of those possessions, it was a swing, swing three, but it was Russ catching the ball. Uh-huh. And if Russ is catching it at the end of a swing, swing possession, then the defense doesn't care. Defense <laughs> did its job. And, right. You know, I. I it's just – it's maddening to watch the same – movie over and over and over and over again um knowing how it's going to end and and not get any kind of an adjustment i I was i'm watching because i I, i've been you know kind of interested to see um there's a lot of discourse about darvin ham and and it's very similar to the frank vogel conversation last year where well darvin can't be the problem. Look at this roster. Darwin can't be the problem. Look at this roster and the injuries. And Darwin Mm -hmm. can't be the problem for all these variety of reasons. But then you watch these fourth quarters and it's like, Oh man, Darwin's the problem. (laughs) Like there was, (laughs) there was a, there was an, there was a possession that the Lakers needed a basket on. And Juan Toscano Anderson is in the game. Like what, (laughs) what, What are you doing? What? <laughs> they 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 were hurting for any kind of three-point shooting and and you know they were going offense to defense or offense for defense and the guy that you sub out in your offensive possession is your best shooter? It's Max Christie? That's the guy that you it's just none of it makes any sense at, at, at any point here and he isn't using timeouts, he isn't calling sets, he isn't optimizing the LeBron offense down the stretch. It's just it's all bad. <laughs> Nobody is the <laughs> like, you, you can't be as bad as the Lakers are in offensive uh in, in offensive fourth quarters with LeBron on your team um, without everybody doing the absolute worst thing that they could do with their jobs and and Darwin falls into that category as well.
0: Yeah, and I'm you know I'm and I'm sympathetic to the roster and you know the situation he's in. Like it's tough for him. Like Thomas Bryan is probably like the best quote unquote talented center he has. Thomas Bryant became unplayable defensively lately because his offense just isn't at that historic level, right? When he's averaging 20 and 10, you can kind of you can kind of play him, and he's going to more winning Gabriel minutes. I thought winning should have closed, um, but still. But, yeah, down the stretch, I would love to know, Anthony, what they ran out of the timeout, right, like on that Russ play. There's a few plays out of the timeout where it's still – I think we had, like, three straight, like, shot clock, close to shot clock three-point attempts. They were by like Russ and LeBron, and again, I would just love to see some different creativity to it. You said you know LeBron's not used to screening down the stretch. I I totally get that, but I think we're like in dire times in terms of like oh for well, sure you know what I mean yeah. and and yeah. LeBron does a lot of big man quote unquote stuff all throughout the game. Like all throughout the game, he's sealing down the stretch. He's getting easy buckets there. He's doing a lot of the big man stuff. It's just like when the clock hits five minutes for some reason, the whole team just goes into a total stark of what they've been playing and you watch the other team like you watch sacramento they know exactly what they're running every time right it's like De'Aaron fox coming off a handoff or kevin herter coming off a down screen like it's it's concise it's very like it's it's structured and they can put free flow out of that it feels like we still have no clue like it feels like lebron and russ are still playing their first or second game together which is really frustrating to me if russ is going to close which i think he is and i think you know I know you said it's, we should, you know, not close with him. I think it's just understandable that like he's played well enough, I guess to like merit closing and like his, the sub for him, isn't great. Like the other options, Dennis, I thought was terrible. He's had a really bad week of playing on both ends. Practice Beverly didn't have it going. Oh my God, Anthony, that play where, so we went small, right. Uh, down the stretch. Yeah. And we did that to
1: the Harrison yes. Barnes position. So we
0: went small to switch yeah. everything. Right. So that we wouldn't have to, you know, double at, at that point, and P- Harrison Barnes gets an easy spin on Patrick Beverly, and then Russ comes a double, and Harrison Barnes splits the double like easy as hell into to Ann One, it's like, oh man, uh, yeah, this is it's
1: well, it, it's just, it's it just, there's so many guys that when they step out onto the court, you're asking, like, what purpose does that guy serve right. there, right? Like if you're putting in Patrick Beverly and you're calling him a three and D wing and you have to send a double because he's not a three and D wing, then Patrick Beverly can't be considered a three and D wing. You know, Um, if if you're if you're put like the only guy, I think, who actually serves the purpose that he's supposed to be out there right now, ironically, is Kendrick Nunn. Like Kendrick Nunn is out there. He knows he's supposed to shoot. So I'm never hitting the pass button. I am just going to shoot. And and I, I, I honestly, I respect it. I enjoy it. That guy knows what he's supposed to do out there. And he is doing the thing that he is supposed to do out there. But like the vast majority of these other role players out there, it's just kind of hoping it's, it's, it's hoping that <laughs> I still can't get over. I think we need to repeat this. Darwin ham subbed in Juan Toscano Anderson on a possession that the Lakers needed to hit a three. Like the... what? Huh? What are you doing? Like I I I woke up Jen because I'm like yelling at the TV screen. What what is the purpose here? What is the end game? And then I somehow um, Kendrick Nunn stepped into what I thought should have been an end one on that possession um, with De'Aaron Fox, and that leads to the Rashawn Holmes clear path foul, whatever, and the game is over. But like it's just I I I remember I, I remember um, when I when I first started coaching um, coming out of high school, and and I coached there at my at my old high school um basically after i graduated um i would go and i would scout games with with the head coach there at the time and he would always just kind of say he would watch these other coaches and and he would kind of say like i don't know what the goal mm-hmm. is here mm-hmm. right i don't know what this you know i don't know what this what what like the end game is on on bringing in this player or running this right. set or or running this kind of foundational system like what what is the purpose of this foundational system And, and that really became kind of like a guiding narrative for when I became a coach. And then when I started analyzing the game, it was just like, like everything that a coach does or everything that an organization does has to have like a guiding principle an intended consequence. And like you're talking about here in, 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 in terms of the Lakers offense, what is the, what is the intended consequence? Like, what, what is it that they're, what advantage are they trying to create um, because we we can't see it, and it's been you know forty something games so far this year, and a whole bunch of really close games this year, where you're watching the offense down the stretch, and it's like, what the fuck are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to do? <laughs> I would love to know. And and every game after afterward, it's so Darvin. You know, it's my bad. I got to do better here. What do you got to do better, Darvin? what are you trying to accomplish? I would love to know. Yeah, and that's the thing I would like to know, especially on coming out of timeouts, because that's usually
0: where you see like the most structure, right? A coach can't really control like an inflow game. Most teams run a pick and roll or a horn set, but whatever their point guard kind of calls. But out of a timeout, you usually see some type of structure what the coach wants to emphasize coming out. A lot of times we still kind of go the same thing. Really quickly on Kendrick Nunn though, you know, uh, you said you kind of respect him for kind of doing what he does. He's just not good enough to, like, do what he does, right? Like, no, so, of course not. I'm
1: being mostly so, like, sarcastic. Yeah. Like, he,
0: like, there was a play in the – I believe in the fourth quarter where, like, he asked for a clear-out. Troy Brown was coming to scream for him, and he <laughs> told him, get out of the way so he can isolate. You know, Davion Mitchell is, uh, I believe, off-night, his nickname, incredible defender. He's six foot, Anthony, 6'0", yeah. looked up his height, and he blocked a Kendrick Nunn step-back jumper. And then, <laughs> and then the – so this is when I believe LeBron went out, right? And then and then our next suggestion was, you know, late shot clock, Russ has the ball. And, you know, just takes the clock down. I swear we're the worst, like, late, even late, taking out the clutch situation, just late clock team. Russ just gets the ball, gets the clock to three seconds and then takes a, you know, a contested three. It's just, it's really weird. And then with none, most frustrating part to me about the game, yes, maybe he got fouled. You know, refs don't usually like to call that type of contact. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you stopped playing. And then he's complaining to the ref while De'Aaron Fox instead while De'Aaron of Fox catches the ball, and Fox is able to lob it to Rashawn Holmes, basically yeah. ending the game and negating his three pointer mattering at all.
1: So, uh, man, these these losses, man. I mean, it's just it. Here's where I I, I would like to you know have a conversation. Um, look, the 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 disclaimer and the the backdrop to all of these conversations is like at what point does a front office make a move that, you know, saves the coach from himself. Right. At some point, like you see this all the time where, you know, a, a, a front office will kind of step in and say like, yeah, I know you like that guy. He's your, he's your blankie, but um, you know, we, we really need to, to, to start, you know kind of moving away from the blankie really Um, I
0: I listen to basketball today Cam Reddish is not starting on our team that (laughs) doesn't I promise you there's
1: no world where Cam Reddish comes here and is is starting I never said he was going to start I know like I I just said like he would be like the Lakers only small forward-sized human being on the roster just figured I would point that out um no but but like I don't even want to talk about like the front yeah. office stuff. The the part that I find interesting here, though, is is at some point they're going to get Lonnie back. Mm-hmm. At some point they're going to get Austin back. And I think Troy Brown has earned himself minutes. I think Max Christie absolutely has earned himself minutes. Like if the Lakers are going to be focused on the future, you can't when these guys get back take Christie out of the ro- like a part of your future and Christie out of the rotation in favor of Patrick Beverly, who not going to be on the roster, hopefully past the deadline. Um, so like, I'm curious how you would make yeah. this work, how you think that, and well, these are two separate, very separate and different questions. How do you think you would make it work? And how do you think this is actually going to go? And I don't, don't cry on the air. Like we, we did. <laughs> like it's, it's already difficult enough of a loss without thinking about like, watching max christie sit oh. there on the bench while while we have to watch uh, dennis Schroeder, patrick beverly oh, i had Russell a much play. more sad thought during the
0: game and maybe this is just what the lakers have done to me but i was watching tonight i was like man i really hope max is here in a month you know like that was my that was my <laughs> total thought like during the game watching him hit it's it's funny because again I, I hate like this being a harp on russ like because i think we've had two years of that But just like, so there was like a point in the game in the fourth where, you know, it was just LeBron. And I think it was like Max Christie, Troy Brown, JTA. And that's when like we looked the smoothest, you know, it was kind of like LeBron as the point guard. And I think, you know, we have two point guards basically that run different points of the game. And then we combine them at the end and they're like trying not to step on toes. Still, two two years in, we're still in this. Let's not step yeah. on toes, and they run different parts of the game. It's it's fascinating to watch. No, but I think you know. So Austin and Lonnie to me were our were our third and fourth best players. I mean, until Russ kind of had this step up of his play coming off the bench. Like those are, and we need both of them uh, tremendously. And I think Dennis is kind of. It feels to me Dennis and Patrick Beverly are just tied at the hip in terms of starting. Like I think Patrick Beverly is going to be here all year. Dennis doesn't. I don't think he's going anywhere. Those two to me are tied at the hip and are going to start. It's that kind of small forward position I'm interested. I don't think Lonnie has the same type of, uh, I don't think he's as tied to the starting lineup in Darwin Ham's mind. Um, so that's where I think that can like flip maybe to Troy Brown or, you know, maybe we go big LeBron, TB, and AD. LeBron had those quotes about dreaming of playing next to Thomas Ryan and Anthony Davis like two weeks ago. Um, I think that might be a, I think we're when, when AD comes back, we're gonna go more big in the starting lineup and then go even more small, I guess, back up. and but I don't think any of those guys are going to lose minutes and I do think Max is probably going to be sadly like linked out of the rotation I mean last game Anthony he barely played um he was just so good tonight that like Ham couldn't take him out he's the only guy hitting threes he was the guy they were putting on Fox on Herder. he's already like our best chaser around screens like he was incredible at that tonight and it's just he's 19 though like I think locker room stuff et etc whatever you want to say I think he's the one that's going to be um, kicked out of the rotation, uh,
1: for lack of a better word. So I'm looking at the minutes here. Troy Brown Jr. plays 22 minutes, and it wasn't a great get. Like, he didn't yeah. make a three, and that's kind of how you how you define, like, his game. Um, uh, but, but like, 22 minutes for Troy Brown. I thought Dennis Schroeder, at no point in that game did I think, like, ooh, yeah, Dennis Schroeder <laughs> is what the Lakers need here, right? Like, the it, it, he had a great stretch, I thought, for those couple weeks, But he's regressed like a, you know, like really badly. His effort was terrible last week or so. By the way, on defense, yeah. And yeah, and like you just pointed out, Raj, the Lakers had a 19 year old Max Christie guarding De'Aaron Fox when you had Patrick Beverly and Dennis Schroeder available, two guys that you saw as point of attack defenders. You have Russell Westbrook available, and he's somebody who you would think would accept the challenge of guarding De'Aaron Fox, but no, the person that, um you know, down the stretch of that game that the Lakers kept having to throw onto Fox was Max Christie, your 19 year old second round draft pick. Like if that, when, when I keep on, you know, Aaron and I, the thing that I think he and I disagree on most this year is, is the makeup of the rotation and why it has to be skewed in favor of all these tiny little people. Um, Like the, the, the thought is that, well, those guys are your most talented players and you have to do what you have to to get the talent out there onto the court. And my thing is like, mm-hmm. that's fine, but they have to be like far and away better than the people that you're playing. Um, instead, you're playing them instead of out of position. And, and I just don't think that's the case. Like I, I, you have Patrick Beverly out there as your three and D wing, and you had to send a double to Harrison Barnes that he just like stepped through like a warm knife through butter. Like it was just, there, they're just, just, Patrick Beverly was fine. I don't think, I, I think he's pretty clearly a diminished version yeah. of himself right now. Dennis Schroeder, um, I think is one of the streakiest players in the NBA right now. And I think he's the kind of guy that on a good team, you would kind of watch four or five minutes of and say, "Oof, yeah, he doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. And you move away from, um, and, and with those kinds of players, like, you know, right now it's kind of difficult for Dan, for, for Darwin to kind of move away from those guys when they don't have it because of the injuries and because of the roster. But when you get all of these guys back, when Austin is available when Lonnie is available, like I do think you have to, you have to rethink this, this approach of, of putting talent above fit out there on the court, because those guys that you're putting talent on onto the court for, or you're prioritizing talent, aren't talented enough to overcome the fit. Like they, they aren't, they aren't, You know, I could see it with Russell Westbrook. He's going to be the future Hall of Famer or not, but it's Dennis Schroeder on a minimum. It's Patrick Beverly on a contract you're hoping to trade. Like these guys aren't guys, these guys aren't foundational cornerstone pieces of your organization. Get them off the court if they don't have it. Get them off the court, especially you're gonna like right now. The Lakers aren't in a play in spot, they they are on the outside of the Mm -hmm. play in looking in. So right now, they are neither accomplishing their goal of making it into the play in or developing for the future you got to do one of those things and and you know if christy loses minutes to these guys like I, I think that's that's kind of a statement on how rudderless the organization currently yeah sits. and i think
0: you know sadly i think that is what's going to happen and that usually happens but christy's been so good like there's still a chance i think he can keep his spot i just like i'm pretty sure lonnie and austin to come back and play maybe kendrick nunn who was collecting dmp's like he's played Anthony, it's funny. He was a plus eighteen tonight, by the way. Kendrick Nunn. Um, what a what a fascinating <laughs> ball game. Uh, LeBron was a minus sixteen. It's just funny how uh, numbers numbers work sometimes. But I think a lot of that
1: to me was Ooh, Kendrick Nunn hit four threes. <laughs> that's our stat. That's that's like that's the fourth time this season that has happened. <laughs> yeah, Lakers shot
0: eleven for thirty-four. Um, Kings actually didn't even shoot that well from three, so we got lucky. They shot nine for thirty. I thought a lot of those were kind of good looks but thought this game to me was lost the lebron at center minutes i thought we went way too small against way too good of an offensive team even without bonus. they just had too many shooters we went small trying to switch and it didn't work uh, i would have liked them to stay big and i think darwin has kind of you know plugged and played with that i think you know want is kind of anderson as bad as he is like shooting he had 12, he was a plus 12 and I thought a lot of that cause he just does like little stuff that matters and he plays hard as hell and he rebounds. Um, he was a part of both of our kind of runs in the game. Again, only played 11 minutes, 11 minutes, went in was a minus three. It's just, it's frustrating to watch these games, Anthony. We'd,
1: I like how you're calling it – like, that was the Freudian slip right there. Minions. Like, the, you, 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 all these tiny little minions running around in the gold. Make <laughs> your banana yellow. Yes, it's perfect. You get the reference. I know what minions are. It is not in my
0: vocabulary at all. But, okay. But I've heard of minions, yes. Uh, small people. Is that that? Is that the –
1: well, they're like, they're little tic-tac-shaped okay. things in the mm, Despicable still gotta, Me series. i going to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It only produced like the biggest song of like four or five years ago. Yeah, no. Okay, I, I haven't, haven't got
0: into that. <laughs> I have no clue what song you're talking about, honestly. But I've heard of Despicable Me. I've heard, uh-huh. I've heard of it. Uh, there's a, I think there's two of them, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I think three, and then they're they've moved on to like prequels with Gru. It's 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 a whole. It's it's probably produced like a billion dollars of of box office stuff, maybe more. Probably like multiple billions of dollars in box office. And, and Raj is like, uh, I, I I was busy rewatching Lakers games from the last three years. That were the most depressing moments of my life.
0: I'll I'll get around <laughs> to it uh, eventually. Uh- uh, but one thing I had, Anthony, in my in my notes here, I think this is a big part, because I think this matters even when AD gets back, and I think it's a huge storyline that's kind of coming up. Number one, I think winian's no longer an energy big, right? I think that that was kind of thrown around a lot. Like, I think that's, he comes in and he hits every flip shot, every post up. Russ is like, just his laser eyed onto him. Like, he comes in the game, he's like, I got to get in the ball. It's almost like they're telling him when he comes in just like find Wenyan he's like manipulating defenses to get the ball to him number two i think he's tonight was like the first game i believe he passed thomas bryant in minutes so tb played 18 when played 23. i still just i don't get why i can't see him play 30. like let me see if he gets tired you know he only had three fouls tonight can't use the foul excuse i thought he played really well his drop coverage was the best that we had uh tonight our defense played the best when he's on the floor but Anthony, would you consider starting Wenyan and AD together, even with the offensive kind of clunkiness that it has? Um, I just think, like, if we lean into kind of being bigger and with, like, how TV has really become just a sieve on defense, like, what do you think about Wenyan and AD? Because I think Wenyan's becoming a bigger and bigger part of the team in, like, every other game. You can tell, like, he's being – they're they're kind of focusing on him more in terms of being a focal point of an – of our like bench groups where Russ and winning are almost a two man game, keeping those lineups with like none shooter, whoever else out there. Do you think that's like a serious thing we can do going forward?
1: Um, if not starting him, I, I definitely think he should be one of the first guys off of the bench so that you have him, Russ yeah. and AD out there together. Um, I it, like, you're talking about, you're still going to have to have shooting out there. So maybe you, you have Reeves or, and you have Brown or and you have Walker, or and you have Boyan. Who said that? Um,
0: but, <laughs> or like, um, oh. but like, oh,
1: but like, I he think, came out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> tomato, tomato for sure. Uh, but but like, I I, I do think, um, I do think the Lakers like I, you. You make the point often, and I think it's a point that needs to be hammered home. And uh, the Lakers keep going small, but they aren't benefiting from going right. small in any real way you're too small to you you aren't you don't press up defensively enough to, to speed up the game uh, you don't have shooting out there uh, to, to stretch defenses and take advantage of of your quickness. Uh, you just wind up getting bo- volleyball played against you and it's just it just looks kind of mean when other teams have that going um, so so like whether it's starting one or whether it's starting I think Thomas Bryant's probably gonna get the, the nod as a starter next to AD Mm -hmm. first before Wenyan. But I I do think like one of those two guys has to play meaningful rotation minutes in ways that they weren't necessarily earlier in the season. um, Just to, just to like reclaim that identity of bigger, stronger, faster. Like I I know that there's some concern about LeBron's foot speed, keeping up with small forwards out there, but if you're big enough and and you play physical enough, it kind of reminds me of the old uh, Seattle Seahawks defense um which i i again i don't know if you understand how this works but like they were plenty fast and all that but like their thing was we are going to commit a penalty on every single play and we are going to force referees to throw the flag on every single play and eventually the the referees just didn't adjust Mm
0: -hmm. and they didn't
1: call anything and those seahawks defenses like the legion of boom were just so physical. And, and so impossible to do anything against that. That was the entire, that was the entirety of their, of their identity. Um, and I think like what you aren't going to be able to do that with Thomas Bryant, because like that dude is just straight up in the clouds defensively. But I do think, I do think with like Wenyan and AD and LeBron out there, um, especially if you get like Lonnie out there also, and maybe Troy Brown, or maybe even buddy healed. I don't know who said that either. (laughs) Like if you just if you just get like if you just you know develop your identity of anybody who gets anywhere near the rim is gonna be get the shit kicked out of them um i think that's a that's a that's something that the lakers should really look at and and like we've seen the the small stuff like not work they they as soon as they can mathematically scrap it yeah and
0: i think when ad comes back i think they're going to move him back to the power forward like i think it's whatever it is, if it's mental, it's physical, whatever it's clear, something about playing center has some residual effect on his body or some physical impact. He already had quotes even before the season, before last season, before the season, before how playing, how playing center adds a physical toll to his body. I think they're gonna try to play him more at power forward even if it doesn't really change it really schematically. And we'll see if he can go, he can go there. Um, really quickly on uh, Raj Learn's football. I think that's, like, Richard Sherman, right, was on that Seahawks team? Okay, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Cam oh, Chancellor. Yeah, I, yeah, I just remember sure. Richard Sherman went at, like, Skip Bayless, and I think, like, I learned <laughs> that he was on the Seahawks then. Um, <laughs> I think it was, like, Le- Legion of Boom, right? That was their
1: name? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was the Legion of Boom, and, and yeah, it was the – Bobby Wagner, I believe, was on that team, too. It was just – they, they – they, but basically their approach was, and you see this like with a lot of really good defenses, yeah. right? The Ravens had this kind of effect, the Niners at their, at their peak as well. But like the best defenses out there, they kind Ooh. of bend the rules in a way that forces referees to like, at some point you either commit to calling a penalty on them every play, which you're not going to do because it has to be entertaining. Um, or you let a whole bunch go And when you let a whole bunch go, that defense gets the advantage and the offense just, like, more often than not against that Legion of Boom squad, like, it was just, teams just kind of wilted. There was nothing Mm -hmm. you could do. Um, And that was also before, like, some of the targeting calls. And so you just had some, like, just absolute, like, body-crushing blows that were being thrown out there. And offense is just refused to run their stuff against them, especially uh, uh, across the middle. And it took away entire parts of their game plan. And I think like actually, obviously AD isn't exactly like targeting people and, and knocking people over or anything, but I think that's kind of what he was doing defensively where he just took out the entire middle of, of the paint, mm-hmm. and it really threw teams for a loop. They didn't really know how to adjust for that when he was in that drop coverage. And, and if you add to that, the length and athleticism that that Wenyon offers and the length and physicality that LeBron offers, I I do think there's something there defensively.
0: Yeah, me too. And again, I think, you know, guys that put in the energy kind of box, they don't get, you know, credited for how skilled they are. There was a play where, like, Wenyon and Russ had a two-man game. He hit him back with, like, a quick give-and-go. Like, those are plays that he makes pretty often. He hits, like, the corner, you know, skip pass pretty well. I just think, like, his minutes, to me, should go up. He leads the team, Anthony, in plus-minus, actually – Currently, uh, it might go down a little bit from tonight, but he was the leader coming in. Uh, on your point, though, on Thomas Bryant being in the clouds on on defense, there was a play. I'll go back and clip it, um, but Patrick Beverly had Rashawn Holmes on him, and you can hear Darvin Ham screaming help like five times, and Thomas Bryant is just staring right at that Bev, uh, and you know, Rashawn Holmes easily goes around and does a finger roll around him, and then uh, <laughs> Patrick Beverly gets the inbound, and two-hand double bounce pass like throws the ball down super hard to like make his point like come over yeah. and help uh yeah it's just it's interesting
1: um but do you think Darwin, do you think like thomas heard that and was like man somebody's in some serious trouble is there a fire somewhere somebody choking oh shit pat sorry dude
0: <laughs> yeah, someone told me if you, like, combine winning Gabriel and Thomas Bryant like, together, you have, like, a superstar, which...
1: Oh, yeah, max level superstar. Yeah, but then sure.
0: that, that player's not on your team, right? That player's not on the team for, like, whatever the meme the yeah. is. Um, No, I just... Again, like, I, I keep going at Cole Swider, and I'm like, it's not because I think Cole is gonna be some amazing player. It's just, like, we watch... Can I get one movement shooter on the floor? And I think it's kind of hypocrisy to be like, yeah, of course, throw Max Christie in there. Max Christie is 19. Cole Swider is 23 years old, played four years of college. Like, <laughs> that's the guy we're waiting to see. Like, the whole point of getting these older dudes, we gave Cole a quick two way. We, like, obviously our scouts were in love with him. Like, this, can I see it? Can I, like, can we see it for a few days, especially when we're not shooting well? Right, that's enough on uh, Cole.
1: Well, and, and, well, and, and, like, to your point, the times that we've seen Swider out there, The defense guards him differently than they guard anybody on the Lakers. Like I'm watching people close out to him like their hairs on fire. That just doesn't happen with any of the Lakers shooters. Like when when Dennis Schroeder has the slowest release I have ever seen. It's like right there with Rondo for the slowest release. And even still, guys are like barely getting out to contest. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, There's just there's just no urgency from any d- defender to guard anybody who might be open from three and and i that isn't really the case when swider was out there in the couple games that i've seen him so like i i, I don't know if i'm as <laughs> incessant about it as as you might be but like look i i think we've reached that point of the year where the things that the lakers have tried to this point clearly aren't working especially down the stretch man like i and i'm not expecting Swider. To be playing, you know, Max clutch is, minutes Max or anything like that.
0: The, the fourth quarter tonight, nineteen-year-old.
1: But that's fine. But like, like he, Raj, he, he cares about defense. Sense. Like he's actually a present out there defensively. Swider, Swider six <laughs>
0: nine. Like
1: Raj, you see, the the, the bar <laughs> is like that means he's just a really tall cone. He's a he's he's on e. Leong's really tall chair okay. is, is, is Cole Swider's defensively Kendrick Nunn's but, like, on defense down the stretch too. Please. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kendrick Nunn is going to have a little extra, you know, opportunity because of, you know, other relationships oh, that he has. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would like to see Swider out there just to, like you're saying, like for some reason the Lakers keep banging their head up against the wall with this notion of making the game easier on LeBron by you know pairing him with ball handlers. But I think the easiest way that you can, you know, make the game make you know lighten the load on LeBron is to have him hold the ball at the top of the key and have somebody run off like like three or four screens and have that person create all of the defensive movement that way that allows either LeBron to get the ball to the basket or take advantage of the weak side of the defense. And and like the Lakers just refused to to try things that way. They had it with KCP for a little while and they and since then they've just been and and, and Danny Green also um they just have refused to to try that again and and honestly it's I I think there's a direct correlation with the with the organizational struggles and their movement away from those kinds of things.
0: Yeah. And it's not like LeBron went to 10 straight finals. Like what, having Kyle Corver come off screens or, you know, Mike Miller. Yeah. It's, right. It's, Kevin, Kevin, Lund, Kevin love. Yeah. It's Kevin not Lund. like that was a, yeah. I was going to see one shooter with him. And you mentioned healed. You mentioned Bojan. I think those are great. I think we have like a six, nine shooter that I would like to see. We, I think he didn't play cause he was hurt. I didn't rewatch all those summer league games for nothing. And I think, like, I think, you know, that <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have no idea what a minion is. And I don't know who Cam Chancellor is, but I watched, I rewatched Coles Summer League games.
0: Those (laughs) games mattered. Like, they were huge
1: you're my you're my favorite person ross you're right those abs- games are huge for josh hart's
0: development kyle kuzma's development like those dudes don't okay that's a lot on summer league but like yeah i think like that's it's a julius, like,
1: julius Randle didn't yes. go and clearly his career has suffered as a result well, i
0: still think julius Randle plays more like a guard than like i would like him to do but it's any you know, on on yeah. Train, but yeah i just think like i would like to just have a because whatever we're doing crunch time it's not working um in the third quarters as well we're dying and, you know, you said, you know, the Lakers are trying to lighten the load on LeBron. It's just, I think we might have, like, the two slowest, like, three-point shooters. Dennis shooter, obviously. I think he, I've never seen someone's shot get slower. Like, it wasn't this slow when he was here in 2021. Like, it was that his three-point shot wasn't this slow. At least I don't remember it. And then JTA has, like, a three-step process when he shoots. It's very, it's <laughs> it's just the strangest thing. It goes in sometimes, but it's, like, part one, part two, part three, and then he shoots.
1: Um it's like if it's like if Marcus Camby's shot was sped up like one and a half times.
0: Oh man, Marcus Camby! Yes, uh, the slingshot. Uh, I think that he shot. Um, but yeah, it's weird. And and Dennis like not being able to create at all and needing to like touch the ball. Need to be in the paint. Russ needs the ball. Needs to be in the paint. And then just running no offense. And you watch the Kings like the Kings don't just clear aside for De'Aaron Fox, right? Like they run an actual offense even yeah. without Sabonis. It's all movement. Uh, I think the King, I think Fox and Sabonis went on like ESPN today and they kind of uh, broke down their like offensive sets and like what counters they look for. I would love to know like what counters we look for. Like the counters, like I-
1: Granite? (laughs) Corian?
0: (laughs) Those rocks? No, I'm just kidding. I've I've, (laughs) I've heard heard of those. Um, No, but uh, what's it called? Like, I think, I've said this even last year, but like the counter to teams playing off Russ shouldn't be him taking the shot, right? That shouldn't be our counter to that. And that's what I see as it being yeah. a lot of the times. I think he took two threes that went in in the fourth, credit to him. But then the two mid-range pull-ups, the other drive, trying to needle in a haystack at in a lot of times. Um, and I would just like to know what our counters are in those situations because I feel like they're not really there. Sometimes we set like pin screens on the other side. It's Dennis Schroeder in the corner. No one cares. No one's running through that pin screen. Like, no one's trying to fight through. Uh, so, like, I I think that's, like, where the team is at its best. But, again, Anthony, look at the forest with the trees. However that saying goes, you're 9-9 nine and nine without AD. Like, I, those two things I fight back and forth with, you know. And we have a tough game against Memphis on Friday and then in Portland on Sunday who's playing better. But. How do you, I guess, look at that? Like 9-9 without AD. Funny, we we have a higher win percentage without AD than with him, which is just a weird thing about this season. Uh, I believe we're like 11 and 14 with AD.
1: Well, the the opening yeah. of the season, they were playing a lot tougher games. But right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I I think it's kind of borderline miraculous, right? It's it's you know when AD went down, we started kind of right. Um, writing the obituaries for for this season just because we thought like there's no way the Lakers would be able to pull this off and you know it's I mean I, I know that I know that you know there's there's a lot of pushback every time you you compliment LeBron or whatever for for and 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 like time I, I point out like hey, this guy's pretty good, maybe get him some help for some reason there's pushback from Lakers fans who apparently don't want, their team to get better, it's super weird, yeah. but, but like um, LeBron at 38 going on the offensive run. And like, he is a diminished defensive player. Like I, I I've gone out of my way um to watch him on that side of the court and he's missing a lot of rotations. And, and there's a lot of things like he earlier LeBron, maybe even like, like as recent as, as three or four years ago, if De'Aaron Fox has it going, LeBron is actually the guy that goes and 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 uh-huh. shuts off his water and if for for just a few possessions you know i remember that that used to be my favorite thing that kobe used to so do I- um when he was in his prime where if especially a smaller guard like if it was like damon stoudemire who used to give the lakers all kinds of fits um occasionally kobe would just say like all right this guy is pissing me off i'm just gonna guard him for like six or seven possessions and and take him completely out of the game get him out of his mm-hmm. rhythm." and then go back to like playing defense and like LeBron can't do that at this stage of his career, but what he has been able to do on the offensive side of the ball um, and allow the Lakers to, to like have a chance in some of these high scoring affairs is, is just insane, dude. And, and like, you know, Kevin O'Connor, tweets all the time. Don't take LeBron for granted. We can't take LeBron for granted. We can't take for granted what we're watching from a 38 year old LeBron. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the Lakers keep doing it. The Lakers just keep on like, well, maybe in age 39, like I saw the Lakers have a three year plan with LeBron right now. It's like, what, (laughs) what are you talking about? Like it's, it's insane that the Lakers have are, are currently nine and nine with AD out. Um, They do have a tough stretch ahead of them. And I do think at the end of this stretch, I I just saw somebody tweet out um, their schedule, but I'll see if I could pull it up really quickly here. Um, But the Lakers have ahead of them here, they have this Memphis game, Portland, the Clippers who were kind of a mess, San Antonio, Boston, Brooklyn, New York. um, And that gets you into February. I think it's within the realm of possibility. They could maybe go either 500 or one or two games below 500 and and given the state of the Western Conference, the Lakers have a chance again at playing their way, way into, into the play-in game. If not, by the way, like they aren't that far away from a six seed either. Nah, that's what's frustrating. You're sure. you're yeah, you're you're a runaway from, from a six seed. And like somebody needs to tell Jeannie, like, hey, that's playoff revenue that you could be tapping into if you just like move off of the stance that she apparently has where for whatever reason within the organization, you see this like clutch versus genie um, like rift that has kind of built up. So yeah, I I think, I think it's insane that they're nine and nine. Um, What's even more insane Raj is that they're nine and nine. And I feel like they've left some, some wins on the table. Like they, I, like, I feel like they could very easily right now be like 11 and seven. I think they could very easily be like 12 and six or whatever it would be. Like, it's just, it's wild that they're nine and nine and I'm walking away from now three straight losses, all um, a, a point of peace or whatever yeah. um, that, that like, it's just, it's just, it's, it's maddening to, to, to be in this on the same. And for all of these games, especially these close games to play out the exact same way, um, while there are fixes that can be made to the roster, while there are adjustments that can be made in coaching, it just feels like the Lakers as an organization are letting LeBron down. And yeah, he's, he's part of the reason why they're in this predicament right now, pushing for Russell Westbrook the way that he did, but he's holding up his end of the bargain. And I feel like the Lakers as a franchise are just completely shitting the bed.
0: Yeah. And you know, when LeBron went down, 80 stepped up, turned into an MVP candidate on both ends in a way that, you know, LeBron really can't, but, the run is first in scoring in January. He's averaging thirty-five a game. I think we get so like lost in terms of the numbers today, but that's still an absurd amount of points for a guy who's you know still yeah. doesn't really get played as a jump shooter. He averaged thirty-one in December, which is fourth, and then again he's leading in January. And on defense, like I can't really like uh, defense is a reactionary position, right? So it's actually harder to kind of keep your defensive effort yeah. up. So can't really blame him. He's still getting shots. He's still like I think in a stance enough. Off the ball, he's going to stand around as he, like, should. Like, if he's averaging 35 a game on offense, I can't really also be like, hey, LeBron, go guard the best fourth-quarter scorer, like, in the league right now, Deer and De'Aaron Fox. I think Max did a fine job. I don't think Fox's scoring is the reason we lost this night either. But, no, LeBron has been absolutely absurd. And, you know, you said nine, I said 9-9. Nine and nine. Anthony, LeBron didn't play in three of those games. So it's like, you're, it's without LeBron and AD for three of those. We even won yeah. two of those miraculously. Um, so like there's stuff here and you know I don't think this is a like good team or something like that but like you you preach this as well I don't think they're as far away as like we're getting preached to um I also like I don't think cameras changes our life either you know like i, I, I like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i you know I think the tools whatever toolbox is there it's just like second team in a row that's like yeah just stay on the bench <laughs> uh, that uh, just stay on the bench while we you know win without you but you know maybe you know he can come to a better situation situations make it they can get kendrick
1: well i if if you turn kendrick like if you turn a guard into cam reddish that's one fewer guard that darvin ham can go to with these lineups like again it, it's not I, I do think I would love to see camera. I wish they would have brought Cam Reddish in earlier this year, if they were going to bring him in just so that he would have more time with Phil handy um, and more mm-hmm. time, hopefully being held accountable in ways by people that he respects in ways that he apparently didn't in Atlanta and hasn't in New York. Um, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that he would be like the, the, the season savior or anything like that, but he's a small forward that if Darvin Ham just goes, and we've seen Darvin Ham just go completely dumb sometimes as he did when he played Juan Toscano Anderson on a position that the Lakers needed to make a three-pointer like it, it, that mistake going to Reddish isn't as painful. I think as the, the continued mistakes of playing three tiny little guards together, you know? Uh, So, so taking away one of those tiny little guards is to me addition by subtraction. Well, I mean,
0: Anthony, we had that five guard lineup against Dallas on Christmas. Uh, it went that, so well, well. I mean, none wasn't even a part of that. So it's like, there's still, like I, I think Darwin like <laughs> likes to go small. It's clear that that's like what he's, um, that's his, you know, that's what he'd rather do um, unless he was forced to kind of go big. And I think he's going to be kind of, the hand is going to be kind of played uh, with AD coming back. I think he's going to try to go more with. With more with eighty at the four, but we'll see. Like again, like I don't think this team. I mean, the game Sacramento is good, right? Even without Sabonis, they're the. Did you did you know they were the four seed, Anthony? They're five. They're four games up on Dallas for the fifth
1: seed. That's Sacramento is like high key my 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 league pass team this year. Like I will actually stop what I'm doing sometimes and just watch them play because it's such a chaotic mess and there's so much fun to, to watch. And like, I I think Mike Brown is just doing an incredible job um, with that team. That's why, like I, I I saw some of the sentiment out there. It's like, how can you lose to the Sacramento Kings without DeMontis Sabonis? It's like, well, one, you you don't have a D and, and two, they are the four seed by like a wide margin. Like there's, they are in that, they're, they're in that like second tier of Western conference team, Um, and the, and the third tier is really far off from them. So like, they're, they're good. Like they, they, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I would like for them to consolidate some of their talent and make a trade for Pascal Siakam to kind of take that next step. But, but like, they are legit. They are really good. And the Lakers were right there without their best player this year. Like, I, I still think as good as LeBron has been so far, I think AD at his peak this season was actually better than AD, than LeBron is playing right now. Yeah, it, again, this all kind of
0: surrounds on AD, but like it's interesting with the Kings just really quickly. I think like Fox's development, like his his curve, like development isn't linear, right? But like his curve into becoming what he is, like comparing him to, there's a lot of quick guards who come out and just don't make it, and Fox becoming just like one of the best mid range pull up jump shooters in the league, and then keeping his speed, and then the three point shot is enough of a threat where you have to. Where you have to um, respect it, and then Sacramento obviously did a nice job surrounding it with the shooters. Just interesting to Fox. Interesting to see Fox now. And I remember the Lonzo Fox kind of debate. I still think the Lakers made the right choice in terms of like where that was. But Fox becoming just a superstar on-ball guard. Like I didn't see that coming for him. He had like a good, I think a bad first year, good second year, and then kind of dipped. But seeing his like progression, it's interesting to watch like how guards kind of develop. And he's developed I think to his like whatever max peak it was going to be. I think he's kind of reached that. So it's been it's been fun to watch him.
1: Yeah. I, I my question about him was was his shot. And I actually really like that he's building his shot, you know, mid range out right yeah. now and hasn't just kind of focused on becoming a three point shooter first and then figuring out the rest of his game from there. He's so fast. Um and, and he's got that kind of he's actually bigger than i think people really mm-hmm. realize he's six 6'3 okay. that, that's a big point guard um and and like he gets his shoulder into you and does like a, a version of the dirk fadeaway. yeah you know or, or it's almost it almost is like point guard Zebo, um weirdly enough but like he just he's so good at it every time he takes it like i saw people just kind of commiserating over Uh, the bounces that he's getting on the rim. He's got incredibly soft soft touch. Mm -hmm. Um, I I, like he's, he's 25 years old, man. He's, I, I still think he has another like step or two to make in Mm -hmm. his career. And for, for, for him to be this good with like room for improvement is, is kind of sort of terrifying. Yeah, no, he looks great. He has the Kings going
0: Um, again, like their defense is never going to be great. I think they're good enough uh, to, you know, kind of make, get for, get home court in the first round, but yeah, tough loss. I think this is the last time we play the Kings. We've already played them three or four times. uh, So that's the last of them in early January. But yeah, another heartbreaking loss. Again, Anthony, my count, this is 11, like, blown games. And like, the context is all there. The Kings are really good. The Sixers are good. Dallas has maybe, you know, one of the best players in the league in Luka Doncic. But just to lose that way consistently every time in the exact same way um, that's, you know, I said, I miss close games. Uh, I was hoping we'd win some of them. Like I thought like we'd at least win a few of these close ones. Um, but we're not. So the, you know, Dallas, Philly, and now the Kings three heartbreakers in a week. Did we play Dallas last week? I think we did. Um, so three games lost, like at the buzzer basically, uh, in a week. And that's,
1: that's, that's really tough to take. Um, but, uh, yeah. Quick thing on sure. the Kings: Who says no here? Oh, no. Um, the the Kings send the Kings send Rashawn Holmes, Malik Monk, Keegan Murray, 23, 25, 27 oh, first wow. rounders to Toronto for Pascal Siakam. The Kings, most definitely, you threw in three first rounders there for Pascal Siakam. Like, I'm also
0: giving Keegan Murray. Oh yeah, yeah. I think the Kings say no. That's a lot. I think Pascal is really. I think Pascal so, is really good. Um, but.
1: So if you if you take off one of the set, the the first rounders, you think that that are you're in the in the realm of a a trade being made there. Uh, I think Pascal probably goes similar
0: for like the like I like Pascal a lot. I just like if he's your number because he'd be your number like two or three or whatever. I guess on the Sacramento team, like you're committing to pass.
1: He's like yeah. You're so committing
0: to, to to Fox Sabonis and Pascal, and I think Fox and and. Pascal kind of step on toes a little bit, right? You can, I think you can already see that a little bit in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, they're both kind of ball handlers who need the ball. Like, that's a lot to me to give up. I don't think, like, Sacramento's even in the place where, like, you make the win now move as good as Fox is. Like, I think Keegan Murray's fantastic. Like, I'd like to see what – he's already so good. His floor is already so high. I'd like to see what he would be – um, and you just traded, you know, Haliburton for Sabonis. Uh, I would, I think they're still in that, and they're good enough now to where they don't have to make that. I wouldn't do that for Pascal. Would you? You would, you would make that move if you were Sacramento. Man, I don't know. That's a lot. I don't know. Three it, first round picks. It's tough. Keegan it's Murray. Tough. Uh, that's that's a lot for uh, Keegan Murray went fourth, right? In this in the last Yeah. So that's like four first I, round picks. I,
1: I, I mean, if if you can get away with knocking off a first rounder, then even better. But I think. I think Pascal like comes and and like you have you can go to a lineup of Fox, Herder, Barnes, Pascal and, Sabo- and mm-hmm. Sabonis. I like, think that's really effing good. No, that's,
0: that's really you good know. Team.
1: And 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 I don't know how often um Siakam becomes available, a player of of Siakam's caliber becomes available. It uh man, I I personally like if if I can get away with doing it for one fewer first rounder, Awesome, but I think long and hard about that. Like Rashawn Holmes is barely even playing for you. Malik Monk is like a is a fun piece for them and, and, and all of that. And he's a part of their identity. But but like Siakam on on in that group where you have so much length, so much like athleticism versus versatility, that would be that would be fun. I the the shooting does concern me though. If you have him and Sabonis or or Barnes kind of as your as your front court, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that on Twitter and see how that well, goes. Well,
0: Pascal, I think also, uh, I believe he's up for another extension, or did he just extend? Oh, so he's a, he's in, he hits free agency in 2024. So I just don't think you're getting that haul, yeah. and I think you talk about this a lot. I think the market will reset as well. Like, Deontay Murray went for three first round picks. Pascal's better than him, probably, but uh, I still think, the, like, to me, I'm not losing sleep in that deal other than Keegan Murray and then giving up three first. That's a ton of draft equity and control to give up. Like, maybe it's like, you can give up maybe two firsts and one protected, and then like keep Keegan Murray, and then I think that's like a deal I would do. But I I wouldn't move uh, Keegan Murray and three first round picks. So Pascal would definitely like him and Fox would be hell to guard. Both of those dudes get to the line like crazy, um, and they'd be tough to defend. But
1: that's what I would do. Yeah, I I I'd, I'd be curious what what like Kings fans specifically would say about this. This is a fun one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so not. Well, I guess they can't, they can't move the, they'd have to, like, it would have to be like the 23 and 26 first round or whatever, sure. like the, you know, whatever. So, so not none,
0: Patrick Beverly and uh, 2027
1: for <laughs> <laughs> saying no there. <laughs> I, laugh, I, I laughed the other day because it was like, OG Ananobi is only going to go for multiple first round picks to even yeah. start the conversation. It's like, Lakers have two. <laughs> that is more than one. <laughs> yeah
0: og another one toronto is so fascinating too like they have the they built the team all wings and then like i don't know it, it's a strange team to watch as well and scotty barnes also
1: kind of dropped um but i don't know yeah and we play yeah the- what what hurts is that like their, their center situation is mm-hmm. abysmal like it's just um i i've been fascinated by the notion of building with all wings but you do need <laughs> somebody taller than like six nine <laughs> i didn't know that. Uh, fred van fleet's like the opposite
0: of that but he was supposed to give him that scoring punch it's just weird to kind of watch them and they're like ugly offense uh defense is still i think okay but yeah really really interesting um gary Trent jr connected and we'll see if that's <laughs> if that's something that that comes up their whole
1: team is in trade talks honestly um but well, there was, a, there was a report. It was like the, the, the Kings are telling teams they will do something, and it's like fantastic. Or the the, yeah. the Raptors are telling teams they will do something. It's like, uh, well, all right, well, I guess we'll just wait. <laughs> yeah. See yeah. how this I goes. Nick Nurse
0: is starting to get the heat. I guess, like, you coach long enough, you're eventually going to get – I'm not watching the Raptors, so there may be validity to it. Not really sure, but uh yeah, Nick Nurse starting to also get he Ty Lu as well. I see Clipper fans going after Ty Lu. It's just it's interesting to watch how the coaching kind of thing comes full circle. Frank Vogel got let go, obviously. Uh but yeah,
1: that's going to,
0: yeah. I miss him. I miss Frank. <laughs> Wasn't the full problem, but uh okay. Uh but yeah, Anthony, that's all I had. That was a depressing end was, honestly. Is it Max Christie? Fun, <laughs> really good, 19 year old. Yeah, Lakers Scouting did it again.
1: Hope he's here in a month um uh, but yeah. do you have anything else darvin if you're listening play play cole swider <laughs> just for raj one time
0: he did against denver and he was like legit like they doubled him off a screen anthony off a off-ball screen what other player have we had that got doubled off an off-ball screen like he was he was in their scouting report i'm sure of it uh but like what other player have we seen come off an off-ball screen and get trapped get trapped like get doubled like this guy's not shooting. Um, yeah. Um Please play him, Darvin. <laughs> <laughs> you already have one rookie, like,
1: closing for us. Um, with I kind of wonder if it's like, if it's literally like a, like a, you know, a, a, a straw that breaks the camel's back kind of situation, you know, it's like, I'm playing one, like, like, I could see. I could see, I could see Palinkas I mean, like, hey man, he even looks like me. Just get him in like one time, and and Darvish, I'm playing one already. I'm playing one of your draft picks already. Let's just get this like, like, you know, let's see if we can get some of the other veterans going. I mean, like again, like so, not like, this is long on Cole Swider, but like last year we
0: have the exact example: Austin Reeves, undrafted, same thing as uh, Cole Swider was on a. I don't think he was on a two way, but like whatever, Lakers kind of picked him out really quickly. We're like, we're playing him cold kind of similar situation i just like would like to see it you know and he played well enough in summer league where however i know people don't care about that i put a little bit more stock into like i think he just looks the part whether he can play we'll see but i just think like if you have the physical tool just let me see it he was hurt early in the year he says he's healthy i'm listening to his podcast like i think he's <laughs> <laughs> <It's
1: a> good <laughs> i'm following up He didn't know you didn't know what "Happy" by Pharrell was, and you're you're listening to Cole Swires podcast.
0: <laughs> My priorities are in the right place. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, well um, on that note, uh, I'll go. I'll go YouTube that song right now. "Happy" by Pharrell. I think I've heard it. I think I've heard. I think i heard it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's come on the radio once or twice.
1: It's like legitimately everywhere. You couldn't walk into a Nordstrom's without hearing it. Like it just, it's like, it was everywhere that, that that was from the movie movie Despicable. That was from that movie.
0: Despicable Uh, Me. Yeah. Yeah. Despicable Me. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'll get into pop culture eventually. Uh, But... (laughs) Uh, on that note, uh, Lakers lose against the Sacramento Kings. Anthony, thank you for joining me again on another heartbreaking loss. Um, this has been the Lakers SPM postgame show. Make sure you subscribe to the Lakers SPM uh, podcast feed for all our shows on the network. And we will see you after the next game.